You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. everyone and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer Alex Diaz and our production assistant Daniel Tersini, we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Kathy. And on behalf of Daniel, I'll say good morning as well. Oh, yep. Okay, so oh, I just rather. see a hand wave, so yeah, he's, he's not plugged into us today. Uh, not today. He's hard at work behind the, behind the monitors at the uh, moment. All right, then. There we go. I'm um, looking at you from a different vantage point. Today's show is taped, so unfortunately no opportunity for call-in. But do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at the Health Hub RMC on all three uh, channels. And do feel free to email us at thh at Radio Marie with any questions if you want to follow up with our guest Chris today you can certainly um, come through us and we can direct you to him but anything you'd like to chat with us about we always love to hear from you and please do subscribe to our podcast we have just a wealth of information and outstanding guests we are the health hub on SoundCloud iTunes all your favorite podcast platforms and you can find our podcast on the Radio Maria website which is radiomaria.ca and on my website which is kathybiasa.com and if you like what you hear you know please feel free to to leave your comments we always like to encourage that it really does help our guests get their information out to you and uh, just makes us feel good it motivates us for sure it really does it really does we've had some really nice comments um We've had a, a few great shows uh, the last little while and uh, really a lot of interest. So it's it's really great to hear from you. We know we're connecting and especially, uh, you know, after these tape shows when the, the, you know, they come out a few a few weeks after we do the taping. So really nice for us to get a feedback on on what uh, what you're thinking. And from time to time, from my perspective, it's nice actually tune in and listen to program yeah. after recording. Because when you do it live, it's very, very uh different right it is um especially when there's um more of a science-based show Mm -hmm. because uh i am trying to stay in the moment and follow the conversation and i always re-listen to the podcast because i just pull out so much more information when i'm you know i'm not trying to be on point or in this case in in this case when this episode runs you'll have an extra way of listening exactly Exactly. It's I'll have two ways. I'll be able to listen to it uh, on the the radio when it comes on and in the podcast. So Exactly. It's great. It's a great opportunity. It's a great way that we do it, the radio show and then and then the podcast. So I was sitting around with a few of us our family last night um and it was getting towards uh you know the end of the day and I started yawning. Then I noticed that my daughter started yawning and then my other daughter and I uh, it just popped into my mind. It, it's such an innocuous thing, yawning. And yeah. I thought, have you ever have you ever really thought about yawning? I, only when I see somebody else. Like, like it's just, contagious. I think what you're getting to is that exactly. Well, it's. I thought you know. I've never really, you know, there's so many things that we do that we don't even think twice about. Like here no. I am, I'm just moving my hand and I'm yeah. just thinking, well, why am I doing that? So I thought, you know, I'm going to take a, a, take some time and do some research on research on yawning. And I found two very interesting trains of thought. There are two different camps that scientists have fallen on uh, when it comes to the reason that we yawn. All right. Hit us. Hit, hit, hit us, us up. With it. Hit us up. And it's like everything, right? Every thing that we have on our body yeah. uh, there's a purpose for every mm-hmm. hormone there's a purpose for you know we often find that certain things are, are drilled down one alley and we don't sometimes just to step back and ask the question why is just so insightful and so I, I started it's doing a simple question it's, it's a simple question and it makes an us, intriguing answer yeah and it makes us stop and really you know instead of mundanely going through our day 
Like just little things you do. Here I am with my hand again, um, thinking, why? Like, why am I doing this? So with Yanni, two camps. One is um, a physiological side of things. So the actual mechanism of yawning does something for us in the physiological sense. So I wanted to read to you what Dr. Andrew Gallup, uh, a postdoctoral researcher, said uh, in a study that he found. He found that yawning physiologically cools the brain. So his research showed that when you start to yawn, powerful stretching of the jaw increases blood flow in the neck, face, and head. And the deep intake of breath during a yawn forces downward flow of spinal fluid and blood from the brain. And the cool air breathed into the mouth cools these fluids. That's a lot of information we don't think about. It's, it, it's literally what it is. is it's mm-hmm. your, it's, your yawning is, in his research, it's come across as like a radiator. It's mm-hmm. cooling down your brain. He's got a lot of research on it, a whole study that I won't go into. I just wanted to bring up these points and further your interest. You can go and study yourself. But to back up these uh, notions, he studied the habits of 120 people in different climates. And he found that people going through the winter months yawn less. Winter is cooler. It's cooler. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And another example that he cited was that if you have a migraine, you may yawn more than normal. During a migraine, blood flows to your brain a lot, and the yawning helps to cool down your brain from that blood. So it's not necessarily brain. that you're tired. You're just, your body's just... It's performing a function. Exactly. Never thought of that. Never thought of that. So if, I, if I'm yawning at work, I don't have to feel too bad or something like that. Right. But then, but yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You're, you're just, you're cooling your brain, overthinking. Yeah, working hard. But then the other camp is that it's a psychological thing. Mm-hmm. So some researchers feel that it's a form of social communication and not of a physiological effect. That yawning transmits some type of information. So if Yawning is, as we know, contagious. If I yawn and then you yawn, you're actually saying to me, I feel that you're tired. <laughs> I'm showing you empathy. <laughs> and, and a study from a Baylor University actually has shown that there's a type of empathy and bonding when people are actually doing this yawning. It looked. There's a study, another study I found that it looked at 135 college students, their personalities, and how they reacted to different facial movements. The results showed that the less empathy a person had, the less likely they were to have a contagious yawn. You know what's interesting? What's coming to mind now? There's moments that I've seen people yawn, and I've tried to avoid yawning because it's coming on for me as well. Yeah. But now I don't have to feel so bad knowing, yeah, no, knowing that don't. sort of information. And it is. I mean, we it is contagious. We know that yawning is contagious. But another interesting thing that I was just, just crossed my mind as I'm coming in here: yawning is across different species. You know, the dogs yawn, the cats yawn, and I don't get a contagious yawn when I see my dog yawn. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? Does that mean that, yeah, it's sort of an empathy thing? Like, I, not that I'm not empathetic towards my dog, but maybe this doesn't cross different species. And maybe that supports more of a psychological thing. But the brain cooling, um, one, supports a, the brain cooling theory, supports a physiological effect that you have to think yawning must have. Even if it's contagious, perhaps it starts with the physiological, mm-hmm. then moves into the psychological. A big aha, right? Yeah, I, w- I was just stunned by that information. That's what the silence was, listeners. Yeah, you weren't yawning. I can't really see you, but I, I'm assuming you're. But interesting, eh? Very interesting. Yeah, actually, I'm. I'm after all, all we've talked about, I'm kind of glad I got through this segment without yawning, with all the talking we've well, done about it. Well, yeah, because you, you, well, you know, but now you can actually literally say I'm not yawning because you know, really, I'm not bored. I'm just cooling my brain, exactly. so it can work both ways. Oh, that's I true. I feel sorry for you, or you know, this is just a physiological thing. So now you've, you're equipped, no matter where you are. Thank you. There you go. That's a that's a great tip. It was very interesting. So anyway, something that I learned. Hopefully, something that you learned. On to our guest today. 
Our guest, Chris Gonzalez, was born and raised in Miami, Florida. He travels the world educating, inspiring, and empowering people on how to become rich in mind, body, and spirit forever. As an author, athlete, activist, photographer, model, motivational speaker, holistic health coach, and the founder and CEO of Miami Wellness Club, South Florida's premier guide to healthy living, Chris currently writes, speaks, and coaches on the topics of health, wellness, spirituality, and personal transformation in both English and in Spanish. Sharing a unique and integrated perspective, his passion for elevating the lives of others is truly next level. So we're pulling out one topic from Chris today. We're going to be talking about the topic of wellness tourism. Very interesting. So we're going to find out what exactly wellness tourism is, how you can plan a wellness vacation, what are the best ways to stay healthy while traveling, and many other things. We will be back to you in a couple of minutes. Sure by now God you would have reached down And wiped our tears away Stepped in and saved the day But once again I say amen And it's still raining As the thunder rolls I barely hear You whisper through the rain I'm I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away And I'll praise you in this storm And I will lift my hands For you are who you are No matter where I am And every tear I've cried You hold in your hand You never I will praise you in the storm I remember when I stumbled in the wind You heard my cry to you And raised me up again But my strength is almost gone How can I carry on If I can't find you As the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And I'll praise you in this storm.
You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. Today's show is ta- has been taped, uh, so no opportunity for calling. But again, follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at The Health Hub RMC. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, Kathy. It's a pleasure to be on. Yeah, how is in Miami? What's the weather like there? It's still a little chilly up here. Uh, Miami is uh, is sunny uh, sunny in the nineties. So we're getting into uh, getting into summer. It's uh, beautiful weather, but uh, not for those who don't like humidity. Yeah, well, we haven't hit that. The only humidity we've had is rain, so um, <laughs> still a little chilly up here. Uh, actually, quite quite cool for this time of year. But anyways, on to uh, talking about you. You're a very interesting person with you know such diversity in your passions: photography, writing, modeling, speaking. Chris, what's the common thread that links all these pieces together for you? It's a great question. I think for me, it's uh, it's the life journey. You know, a lot of people. You know, when they meet me, generally the questions come up, you know, how did you get involved in all these things? And, uh, you know, for me, it's been uh, it's been a culmination of uh, just life experiences that have kind of led you from one thing to the next. You know, um, my youth and, and traveling, my father's uh, he's an executive in the airline industry. And so we got exposed to travel um, at a very young age and, um, you know, got exposed to, you know, different things like photography and, um, you know, nutrition and uh, just kind of how to take care of the body. So um, I would say that, you know, kind of one thing building off of uh, another and um, the rest is history. So it's not something that you've been schooled in formally. You've developed into all of these things through all of your experiences, or do you have a particular uh, thing that you are, you know, mostly ingratiated to? Definitely. So my background, actually, by trade, um, my first uh, kind of career and profession is um, I'm a CPA by trade in uh, in Florida. Um, and so I got my start in the business and kind of finance and wealth management arena. Um, and then my personal story of kind of how life, I would say, started evolving for me was uh, I had a uh, kind of a life experience where I lost my mother to a very rare form of liver cancer called the paddocellular carcinoma when I was uh, 18 in a sophomore in college. And so uh, from that point forward, um, that's where I actually went off and, uh, you know, became certified as a holistic health coach. And, um, you know, all the other passions kind of, I would say, evolved from there as a function of, you know, wanting to showcase and share this, uh, you know, healthier way of life with people. And so, um, you know, that's kind of how it unraveled. But, um you know, in terms of formal education and uh, professional training, um, those are kind of the two avenues, kind of the health and the wealth uh, sides. We, we, you know, we've had a lot of guests on the show and a lot of um, stories and journeys. Not a lot of people when, um, you know, they're asking for in their bio to be explained a particular way, weave in the spirituality into their actual bio. And why do you even that aspect? It's, 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 you know, it's right there front and center uh, in your bio. How has spirituality played in into all of this? Yeah, so one of my favorite questions to, uh, to kind of answer, and uh, I think it goes down to, you know, kind of the essence of, of life itself, right? And so we're uh, essentially all spiritual beings living in this, uh, you know, material world, and I think for most of us, that's what we're, we're seeking. You know, we're seeking answers to, you know, to life, to, um, you know, to our purpose and, uh, you know, to whatever our vocations are. And, um, you know, growing up, I was raised, uh, you know, in a faith-formed family. And, you know, over the years, uh, you kind of either stray from the faith or you, you know, stay on the straight and narrow, so to speak. And uh, for me, what I found was that, you know, spirituality was such a big component to my life growing up. Um, and then as I got involved into kind of holistic health and wellness, uh, what I realized was all of these items were interconnected. And so you could have cases where, you know, let's say I work on clients and, you know, they're drinking uh, the green juice every morning and they've got the perfect diets and, you know, they enjoy their work, but they always feel like something is missing. And so, that's kind of where spirituality comes in and, uh, you know, plays the role of, you know, well, 
how's my faith and, um, you know, what am I doing to actually exercise that area in my life and make sure that, uh, you know, things, if they generally start in that area, everything else kind of flows naturally, I would say, in other areas of people's lives. Um, and so based on my experience with clients and, uh, even my own life, um, I've found that without that, you kind of, you kind of have nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's a tough issue to broach, I find. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't know if it's a fear mm-hmm. or just a general um, disinterest. I don't know. And do you find that, that, I know we're getting into the wellness part, but I just think that this understanding you in this uh, piece of your practice is very important because it's come across, you know, when we've had our conversations beforehand and talked, that this is the grounding piece. And from the grounding piece, everything else comes from that. And then when we get on to the topic here of, of wellness travel, to me, the, the change, and you're going to explain this very, very well, I know, the change in dynamic about why we want to go away and where we want to go, do you find that this is because people are now searching for something that they have been missing and this has now become a part of their actual vacation and holiday and rest time? Definitely. I think it's now, now it's become, you know, as, as tourism and, uh, you know, that whole space continues to evolve. I think what people are really seeking is, you know, kind of the extension of their life, you know? So if they go and they travel, um, you know, most of the traditional type travel was, you know, kind of trying to escape life. And I think what people are seeking now is saying, well, wait a second, if I, you know, feel like I've found myself and um, now I'm actually seeking to travel, you know, how can I have this trip be an extension of me and who I am and, you know, allow it to be a, an enriching experience where I come back home with a new perspective, a new idea, you know, something that I can integrate into my life and, uh, you know, help others on their journey as well. So, um I think it's interesting. It's, it's, you know, back in the day, I would say maybe 15, 20 years ago, and, and most of the travel, even when, when I was young, was just kind of that, you know. I don't think the, the level of consciousness was there in terms of, you know, yes, you, you have the ability to create an, an amazing life and do work that you love. And, um, you know, now it's, you know, it's, it's changing. It's evolving. Back in the day, it was, it was different, you know. People their motives for travel were, you know, very, very different. And uh, I think you're seeing that uh, across the board in terms of generations, um, you know, and how and, and why we're traveling. Is is this, <clears throat> excuse me, is this a, um, a phenomenon of the younger generation? Or are you seeing this across the piece? I think across the board. Um, I think you're seeing, you know, even I'll speak, you know, for my own family, you know, the previous generation, you know, while they may have grown up in traditional type travel, um, the experiences that they're seeking abroad, you know, in their travels are, are different. You know, they're no longer maybe the cookie cutter tours, you know, now they're seeking, um, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, interesting experience that is really, you know, immersed in culture and, uh, you know, whether it's food or, you know, wellness, obviously, which is a lot of the work that we do, um, so I think you're seeing it across the board in terms of, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, right? So whether you're young or whether you're, you know, up in age, I think everyone is really seeking that experience that can kind of light them up, right? And, and make them feel like, you know, traveling is, is a great gift and I feel alive. And um, if you can kind of capture that in a bottle and, and come back home with it, I think that's really what uh, what people are seeking. So we haven't actually defined wellness travel, but just a, a little continuation out of that thought. So when you come home from a wellness vacation, you're not going to have that one week, uh, you know, sadness that it's over. The idea now is that you're, you've come home reinvigorated and able to use experiences and pull them through to your everyday life. That's a big change in, in mm-hmm. focus and, and in reality. Definitely. And it's a, you know, it's a great point, you know, with, uh, with our approach, even here, you know, with, uh, with my wellness company in South Florida, um, it's really all centered around, um, you know, different areas. We call them buckets, categories. 
Um, you know, but it starts with spirituality. You know, you've got uh, careers, relationships, physical activity, nutrition, finances, and then there's an emotional piece that we hit on in, in terms of holistic health and, and wellness. And it's exactly what you say, you know, it's no longer just going on vacation to uh, to escape life. You know, it's really giving people the tools and resources to say, hey, look, you know, I have the op- opportunity to, you know, be well, be whole um, here in my current day-to-day life, wherever that is around the world. And then if I do decide to travel, then it's kind of an extension. You know, I don't come home with that. And, and I know it because I've been there. You know, I think everyone's got to go through that personal transformation process of, you know, figuring out who you are, what you want to do in this life. And in my past, you know, that's what it was. It was, you know, I'd go on these trips or vacations, whether they were family driven or personal. Um, and you come back home and, and you just feel like, you know, either you wanted to continue, right. Cause there was something out there that called your attention or you kind of have that feeling that, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like a little bit of de- depression. Mm-hmm. You come back home and, and you're like, well, this, is this like really my reality, you know? So I think people are becoming more and more aware of, you know, kind of the, the control and the power that they have to, to change those realities um, and make them, you know, create lives essentially in, in a way that uh, kind of supports all aspects of their life. I get this this picture in my head as you're talking of that the traditional way of traveling is like linear buckets, to use your term, buckets, <laughs> and, and you fill one bucket, whereas yeah. wellness traveling is like the pyramid, and you're filling from the top, and all those buckets are sort of flowing down into the other mm-hmm. one, and you're really getting a whole life, um, a whole life sort of fulfillment of your of your vacation but before we go to break i think probably the smartest thing to do would be actually to get your definition of what wellness travel is we've kind of circled around it but if you were going to do say something succinct in your approach to a client Mm -hmm. what would you say that wellness travel is and the intention of it is sure so wellness uh tourism is or tourism and travel it's kind of loosely defined but uh it's really for the purpose of promoting, you know, health and well-being through what we call, you know, physical, uh, psychological, or spiritual, you know, spiritual, spiritually driven activities. Um, I like to call it in its more simplest form. You know, it's more like travel for the mind, body, and spirit, right? And so, as being three-part beings here walking through this earth, um, you know, it's really that moment and that chance to say. You know, how do I experience a new culture, a new food, or a new life-changing moment? Um, you know, and, and I know when I began my travels in, in this space back in 2013, and, you know, it's, and I compare it to previous travel, um, you know, you can't even really compare it. It's, you know, it's coming home with this uh, sense of joy and uh, fulfillment that uh, I think that's really the essence of what wellness tourism is. Yeah, it, it reminds me of something that uh, um, I heard. It was uh, a commercial a couple of years ago, actually. So the trend has been happening. And it was uh, you know, around Christmas time and, and what to give and gifts and things like that. And mm-hmm. somebody came on and said, you know, we're, we're inundated with clutter and things and that. Let's spend money on experiences. And this is yeah. really what we're talking about when we're talking about wellness tourism. I want to leave off there and head to break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about planning a wellness vacation. Maybe you can give me some of your experiences of where you've been and, and we can set people's minds uh, on, on the path of wellness vacationing. We'll be right back. Another heartbreak day Feels like you're miles away Don't even need no shade When your sun don't shine Shine Too many passing dreams Roll by like limousines It's hard to keep believing When it pass you by And by It ain't over yet, it ain't over yet So
beer So you took game out of this atmosphere Bring high stakes and pump fakes You're feeling like you can't vibrate I can hold your hand but I can't turn your eyes to freedom I know your heart been broken again Get you through this Hold on, hold on These are the promises I never will forget I never will forget So hold on, hold on The Lord ain't finished yet Hold on, hold on He'll get you through this Hold on, hold on These are the promises I never will forget I never will forget I know your heart been broke again I know your prayers ain't been answered yet But it ain't over yet You are listening to The Health Hub, here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking with Chris Gonzalez. He is the founder and CEO of Miami Wellness Club. And we're talking about the growing trend in wellness tourism. I think we laid out pretty clearly, uh, Chris, what wellness tourism is. Now, let's get into the nitty gritty of how would you suggest someone go about planning a wellness vacation? Yeah, that's a great question. It's uh and it's a big one, right? There's so many options out in the world now to uh, to actually go out and explore this this new area. And um, it seems like every other day you're either seeing something, you know, on on a TV commercial or in your inbox probably, or even on your phone, you know, scrolling through, you know, social media. Um, that's kind of slanted towards, you know, wellness tourism. And so what I always like to say is, you know, what what do you wish to have in your life backpack when you come back home? Right. So if, you know, everyone kind of goes through that life backpack exercise and sometimes you take a peek, you know, into it and say, okay, this is kind of where I'm at. You know, where do I want to be when I come back home from this vacation? You know, and so that might be for some people, hey, I really want to go. I'll give you an example. You know, it's like, uh, you know, bread. Let's say you're a bread lover. And, you know, that's a really, really big and important experience for you. And you're like, you know what, I really want to go travel to, you know, Italy and learn how to make bread so that when I come home, I can just feel like, you know, super invigorated. And for me, that's what wellness is, right? It's like, this is a part of my day. Um, You know, it's a staple in my diet. And, you know, I want to be able to have that kind of experience and knowing how it's all done. So it's going to look very, very different for everyone. But at least with this starting point, it's going to allow you to kind of take some time and think about what your passions and interests are. And then once you figure that out, then it becomes a little bit easier to kind of narrow down an itinerary and uh, you know, allow you to choose some items that, uh, that help fit your desires. I guess it depends where everyone's, as you said, everyone's trip would be different depending on yeah. who you go with. So if you are planning a family wellness trip, 
the motivation and the end results can be quite different if you were planning a couple's trip. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think it's what's interesting there is, uh, you know, wellness, it's such a loosely defined term, right? So it's like what mind, body and spirit and overall well-being looks to a family may be very, very different than, you know, um, a solo traveler or someone who's traveling, you know, and and, and as a couple, Um, you know, and, and for a family that might be, you know, hey, we just want to go to a resort and, you know, not leave um, you know, four days and, you know, for the solo traveler who's seeking, you know, kind of adventure and experiences and immersion, you know, they might be like, well, I'm, you know, I'm actually trying to get out there and, and see these things in a particular area. So it's going to look very, very different. Um, you know, I think what it boils down to is having that own personal definition, you know, whether you're a family, a couple, a person, an individual, you know, figuring out, you know, what does wellness and overall well-being mean to me? Um, and how do I actually want to come back home from that trip? You know, so if it's the family of four, for example, and they live a very stressed out lifestyle, um, wherever they might be, you know, going away, uh, for them, it might just be that, you know, it's just, they want peace and quiet and they want to be catered to. And, um, you know, they just kind of want to come back in, in a harmonious state of being, um, you know, whereas a solo traveler, it might just be the complete opposite. So it's funny, I get these pictures as you're talking. So in planning and sitting and planning down a trip, you're planning a wellness vacation. And I get this sense that you're going to be pulled in the direction that you want to go into the destinations. Whereas the other type of trip, the standard trip, you look at an area that you've never been to and let's figure something out there. The the, the impetus seems to be extremely different. One is more you're opening yourself up to ideas and the other is you've got an idea and let's find a space to get there. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's the process of really curating what it is that you want to experience. You know, um, I think for most people, they enjoy, you know, the fact that something is kind of, you know, already preset and, uh, you know, kind of laid out for them. They know what to expect. And I think that, you know, that boils back down to, um, how you are as a person, right? There's some people that, you know, they really don't like, you know, the lines or the, you know, tours, or um, they're more kind of like that independent type traveler where, you know, you give them a map and you give them an area and they can kind of go and run free and, uh, you know, have more of that loose, um, you know, travel experience where they kind of dictate more of the narrative. So um, it really all depends. I think it's knowing, you know, who you are as, as a traveler, you know, whether, like I said, whether it's family, you know, a couple, um, you know, checking in and making sure that uh, everyone comes home happy <laughs> at the end of the day, right? If you're a solo traveler, I think it's very easy. You know, you kind of, you're on your own, you're, you know, doing as you wish, um, you know, but for that family, that's why, for example, cruises are so popular because you can take a family of four, you know, go on a cruise and, you um, You might not see anyone in your family, you know, the entire day until it's dinner because, you know, one person's at, uh, you know, some sort of entertainment thing on the ship or, you know, you've got a parent who is, uh, you know, in the library. Um, So it really just depends kind of what everyone is seeking and and trying to make sure it's, it's as aligned as possible. And that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about aligning your vacationing with who you are. And that because what we could call a traditional vacation of 20 years ago could very much be the same vacation, but much more aligned to a wellness vacation. A cruise 20 years ago was, well, everyone's doing a cruise. I'll do a cruise. Whereas that same cruise now is perfectly in line with wellness. So it doesn't, you know, we're not bashing one type of trip versus another. There's nothing wrong with going to the beach in a resort if that's where your head is at. And I'm, I'm imagining that this, is, this can evolve throughout the year. You know, there's one, one uh, you know, you said you were an accountant, right? That's what you um, originally started. So for accountants whose the big tax season is the end of, uh, ends the end of April, they may need to go to a beach and not have any thought, uh-huh. and that's their wellness. Whereas, you know, in October, they want to grab that map and go explore, and so wellness uh-huh. is different at different stages of, of your life. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, that's a great point. It's just it's really tuning in. You know, everyone's, you know, schedules and, and needs and desires and, and obviously flexibility. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing with, you know, travel is obviously there's a cost component to it. Um, but to your point, 
I think even what you're seeing in the industry is, um, you know, businesses and brands, you know, across the world, they're understanding that this is a big space in terms of, you know, profit and, um, you know, just people now traveling with this kind of well-being at, at the forefront of their minds. And so even traditional, you know, vacations, right? So let's say your, your cruises, you know, now you can go on there and you've got things that are very, very custom tailored towards well-being. You know, you've got spas that are have been enhanced and, uh, you know, offerings have been, you know, multiplied across the board. You've got, um, you know, just different things that never existed, um, you know, now are becoming more of the mainstream conversation. And I think that's what's great is, you know, you can still go down the traditional type avenues, but now um, you've got what used to be, you know, maybe some alternative things like, you know, having green juice, you know, at, uh, at breakfast. Now that's kind of a staple thing on the menu. I think, and again, to your point, uh, understanding who you are and looking in. I mean, that's that's the big space within holistic health is trying to know your body, trying to know your mind, trying to know your spirit. And this is an extension of it. And it's a very big piece of it because as as you as you alluded to, it's a costly piece. It takes a lot of planning. Um, so we need to be in tune. And I think, uh, you know, I think the real big uh, overview is that health and traveling should be intertwined and, and traveling is an extension of your health. Now, speaking to the health piece of traveling, staying healthy while traveling um, can be a bit of a challenge from areas that, uh, you know, just the bacteria and the water uh, are not good for some people versus the other. What are your tips? Uh, I guess it depends where people are going, but what are your top tips for staying healthy while you're vacationing? Yeah, that's a great question, Kathy. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, especially for, you know, folks who maybe have never traveled abroad, you know, let's say this is their first time, uh, you know, me when I was 12 years old, you know, my father came into, uh, you know, our family room and was like, hey, we're moving to the Dominican Republic. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a shock. I had to leave everything. And uh, so for me, moving and traveling and going to different countries is, uh, you know, is kind of very simple and easy. Whereas, Someone who, let's say, for example, is going to Mexico for the first time, you know, might be very weary of whether it's the water or, you know, the culture or different things that their body has not been exposed to. And so, um, you know, the biggest things that I always kind of cue people up on is, um, you know, just make sure that you're aware, right? So if it boiled down to just one word, it's, it's really awareness, right? So everything that you're putting into and onto your body um, you know, just become aware of it, you know, so if you're going to Mexico and, you know, they've got the warnings of, hey, be careful with the water, you know, make sure to drink your bottled water. Um, I always personally travel with um, a couple of different supplements, uh, one of them being raw apple cider vinegar. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the brand, um, you know, it's got the mother at the bottom. And so mm-hmm. what that helps do is, is it helps boost your immune system and, uh, you know, anything that you're kind of exposed to, um, overseas, it, it can kind of help combat that. Um, you know, same thing with colloidal silver, um, as well as bentonite clay. So those are kind of three things that I always have in my, um, knapsack, so to speak, uh, of just things that can kind of get you out of particular situations. But, um, you know, it's really about, it's really about traveling, you know, without the fear, you know, cause if you're already going into it, you know, kind of with that intrepid, like, oh, I don't know, you know, it's like, just kind of going into it, you know, your body is, is a superhuman machine. It's going to adapt to different cultures and um, experiences. Um, you know, you will have to go slow. But, um, you know, I will say in, in terms of tips, it's just making sure that you check in every single day, right, with yourself, especially if this is like, you know, health and well-being focused is, you know, you know, how are you feeling at the end of each day, mind, body, and spirit, um, you know, and, and as you alluded to, you know, it was like, when you travel, there's so much temptation and indulgence, you know, um, one of my favorite places to travel to around the world is Italy, you know, and you go mm-hmm. there and every single street corner is, you know, the bakery and, um, you know, you've got bread and pastries and pasta and all of these amazing things, right? And so if you're running five miles in the morning, well, you can easily sit down and have that, you know, big bowl of pasta and bread. Um, whereas, you know, if you're not really in kind of that health and, and, you know, movement space, you know, that starts to accumulate and then it becomes more burdensome, right? Because that's really the only option in Italy. So, 
um, just kind of checking in, you know, seeing where you are and, uh, you know, having that self-control to say, hey, look, this is worth it. Um, but I also know that I'm trying to work smarter, not harder. And so if you just keep your focus on well-being, you know, every step of the trip, um, you know, you can kind of come back home uh, healthy, you know, feeling mm-hmm. fulfilled and, and ready to kind of take on life back home. But you don't, you do suggest um, when in Rome, you know, going through Italy thing, when in Rome, do as the Romans, right? So if you're going to, <laughs> say, an Asian destination, what are you guiding people along the path of? You know, try everything, just be aware or stay away from certain things that your body is not used to. How do you navigate that area? Sure. So that's uh, so the biggest thing uh, with that kind of space and peace, right, is there are so many options. Um, it's knowing and being in tune with your own body. You know, so I'll give you an example. For, you know, for me, back home, I generally, you know, am pretty much gluten-free, right? So I, I don't have too much gluten in the diet. Um, there are specific things that I will have, you know, for example, like einkorn pasta, which is, um, you know, a very uh, great source of unhybridized wheat um, that grows in Italy. And so it's a company that makes it. And so I, I purchase it from them. But um, it's really knowing and being in tune with your body, you know. So if you're going to Asia and, you know, you know you've got specific either allergies or, um, you know, just things that maybe are risky, um, it's kind of like it, it it's, it, it's intuition, right? And so I know, I know what my boundaries are and, you know, I encourage everyone to kind of check in and say, you know, is this an experience, you know, worth having, um, you know, or is it something that, um, you know, I kind of want to see with my eyes, but uh, maybe not necessarily, you know, want to, you know, taste and, and try out. Do you encourage people to push through fears of things, of places, of destinations? For sure, to to the extent that they obviously feel comfortable. Um, you know, I know uh, even in my own family, you know, I remember a trip several years back where, um, you know, we were going to the Middle East and, um, you know, these family members, very traditional and, um, you know, they had very particular views on the area and so forth. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget it. it that, that trip, you know, it was like, it was amazing. I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get over there. And, um you know, you have to push through a lot of that, right? So whether it be, you know, family-related, um, you know, kind of pressures or societal, you know, saying, obviously you want to make sure that you're going to a place that's safe. It's, you know, it's it's on a list of approved countries and so forth, um, you know, but sometimes those fears come from places that, you know, people haven't really had that experience and perspective. And I speak on that, you know, having been doing this for so long that um, sometimes that fear really isn't a fear, right? Because, it's just been, you know, kind of doctrined up or, or manufactured. And uh, until you actually get out there and see it for yourself, uh, you kind of realize like, you know, hey, these are some of the friendliest people, um, you know, I've ever met. Um, and so, yeah, you, you have to kind of see those fears, um, understand where they're coming from, and then push through them to the extent that you want to have a, you know, a really amazing experience in a place that, uh, maybe wasn't even on your list. Mm -hmm. Enrichment, really enriching your life Mm -hmm. with trying these other things. Are there many uh, travel, I know you're in the States, we're in Canada here, but the podcast goes worldwide. Are there uh, wellness tourism agents out there or do you simply encourage people to to jump on on the internet and, and figure things out? So there's two, you know, there's two schools of thought with it. I think, you know, you've got the side where, yes, there are, you know, wellness-focused uh, organizations. Um, there's actually an entire board now called the Wellness Tourism Association. Um, they're out on the west uh, side of the U.S. And, uh, you know, so that whole space is continuing to grow. Um, even traditional, you know, type travel agents, um, you know, they now have wellness offerings. And so if someone has already an established relationship with a travel agent, um, I think it's just making, you know, known to them, hey, look, I've got a, a wellness preference now to, you know, to actually have my travels include some of these experiences. And, you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll help you do it. Uh, for me personally, I think there's a lot of fun in, you know, just pulling up a map and saying, you know, what would be of interest? You know, what kind of experiences am I looking to have, um, you know, and, and going through that list, right? Because there's there's so many different facets, right? You've got everything from language to, you know, faith and religion and, uh, you know, political system, 
um, you know, where it's located geographically, you know, what kind of food and culture experiences you want to have. Um, a big one for people is, you know, currency. And I talk about this a lot, you know, based on my business background, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, you can go to really amazing destinations and your money goes two, three times further than it would somewhere else. And so that's always a really cool talking point to say, you know, I'm going on vacation, but as I shared with you guys before, you know, the whole holistic approach to health and wellness, you know, it does have that financial component. So if you're going on a trip and, you know, essentially you're coming home and it broke the bank, you're not going to feel really well, you know, even if it was a, you know, a week long, you know, spa vacation. So keeping all of those different aspects in mind as you build out your, um, you know, your experience, I think helps you come home with kind of that, um, that feeling of, wow, that was amazing. And, um, you know, I feel good on all levels. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you learn as you go. And as you plan one experience, other interests seem to to pop up. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's beyond going to a yoga retreat. It's beyond going to a spa destination. And I think this is the, uh, what you're bringing to light in this conversation is that wellness is so broad and so all-encompassing that we're not just looking at, you know, the, the not cliche, but we've all heard of the spa retreats. We've all heard, you know, mm-hmm. the places to go for yoga. But Pick apart different pieces of your life that you'd like to enrich. The food, the the like you said, the politics, things like that, and and that will lead you to where you want to go. Great conversation, Chris. I really have enjoyed it. If people want to get in touch with you to find out more about you, where can they go um, to locate you? Definitely. So, for more information about uh, you know who we are, what we do, and uh, you know some of the services we offer, uh, you know folks can visit us at miamiwellness.club. Um, as well as on our social media networks uh, at Miami Wellness Club. And uh, me personally, mine is uh, Super Level Life. Awesome. Thanks so much, Chris. I've really enjoyed the conversation. I hope it's really opened up uh, everybody's eyes to, to what vacationing can actually be. So thanks, Chris, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Kathy. It was a pleasure. My pleasure, too. Everybody, we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. 